0: Welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul with me, Polly Lavarello, Evergreen Marketing Expert. This podcast is for you if you are an online entrepreneur who is looking to simplify their business to scale. On this podcast, you can expect to hear regular talk about wealth, about selling, and about well being. Because I believe these three core fundamental things are pivotal to your growth moving forward. Hello and welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul with myself, Polly Lavarello, evergreen marketing expert and cushy business pioneer. And today I am sharing with you the three easy ways that you can increase sales over the next quarter. I'll talk more about quarters in a moment, but let's just get started with this. This episode is going to be super snackable. There are literally three really solid really simple takeaways that you can literally implement today that will help you have such a stronger quarter. Because I'll tell you something for nothing. The one thing I see that nearly every client, regardless as to whether they're a seven-figure client or whether they're a multi-six-figure client or somebody who's relatively new and perhaps, you know, just broken through five figures, the one thing that they all seem to have in common is a lack of desire to want to ever stop or slow down and reflect on what's been working and look at what they want to do ahead, which makes my job really easy. <laughs> because the moment I encourage them to do that, they inevitably see more success. There can be a fear when we're not seeing the results we want to see that we just need to keep on pedaling, keep on pedaling, keep on pedaling. And I am a huge advocate for slowing down to speed up. In fact, this August, that's pretty much what I've been doing. I haven't been as visible. I haven't been doing a lot of the things I would usually be doing to nurture people in my space to have a really strong September. And I also knew that for this next level of expansion that I wanted to call in, that it was time to look at all of the kind of things I'm about to share with you to help you have a stronger final quarter. And actually, all of these exercises I'm sharing with you they don't necessarily take very long. But what I would encourage you to do is if you've not had a CEO day recently, if you've not just had a day where you've removed yourself from being the goings on in your business, if you haven't like turned off your inbox notifications, turned off your social media notifications, taken yourself somewhere really beautiful, popped on some headphones, put popped on some binaural beats, whatever it is you want to listen to in the background to help you keep focused and just done a kind of like, well done these exercises that I'm about to share with you to ensure that you know what you're doing over the next few months, then I really encourage you to do it. There's nothing more regulating for your nervous system than to have a really clear idea as to what your strategy is over the next few months. I know some of you are more in the spiritual space than others. And I know there's a lot of talk in the spiritual space about working from your feminine and sometimes there can be a resistance to the masculine strategy and structures. And you know, I know for some people, that will be listening going, what? <laughs> but for those who do resonate with this kind of language, I think it's really important to emphasize. And actually, I'd also say this applies to anyone who's neurodiverse. I think a lot of my neurodiverse clients will also similarly feel slightly repelled by the idea of constricting themselves to a strategy for the next three months or to even look that far ahead can feel quite overwhelming but what I tend to find in both cases whether you're someone who is wanting to follow your intuition and your flow or whether you're a neurodiverse person who simply just finds it hard to focus for that long I find that it can really lead to being overwhelmed overstretched and sometimes in the worst cases burnt out not having a roadmap to be following because ultimately as we know in this online business space You can be doing all the right things and nothing will seem to work. Then you can have one of those effort moments and just randomly throw something up online and suddenly have a whole bunch of people in your DMs asking how they can work with you. And you'll be wondering, what was the thing that worked? Was I warming them up this whole entire time and nothing was moving the needle and now suddenly this post works? Or should I be doing more? I mean, it can be so overwhelming. There's nothing more reassuring than having like three or four solid little strategies in your back pocket that you know you can lean into and it's actually having a handful of strategies that you can lean into that you know will consistently attract new clients that you know will consistently convert new clients that you know will consistently be bringing in new people to your world that will enable you to have that sense of stability and security because if we lean in too heavily to one strategy one way of doing things it can feel very overwhelming when it's not producing the results it always has in the past. And in this fluctuating kind of online business space where digital marketing is constantly evolving, constantly bringing in new challenges and new ways of doing things, it is essential to have a few ideas in your back pocket. So anyway, I'm about to share three really simple principles with you, which will help you generate more sales over the next quarter shall we get stuck in? (laughs) Let's do it, shall we? So firstly, now this one may sound a bit obvious, but like I say, the majority of clients I work with will often admit that while they know this to be true, they haven't taken the time to do it. And it is (laughs) having a promotion plan. Okay. Having a plan. That means, like I say, looking at your business year on a quarterly basis. Why is this important? Well, from a mindset perspective and from an energetic perspective, if we only look at how our business is doing month to month, it can really mess with your head. Because ultimately, and I think this is something a lot of people like to shy away from, there are trends in how people buy. There are dips and surges. Anyone who works in e-commerce will tell you that. But in the service-based sector, where we're looking after people A lot of the time people want to deny that or say it's an energetic block. Now, the truth is, I don't believe there ever has to be a bad month. And at the same time, when we know where there are surges and where we know there are dips, the way we can avoid there being a drop in revenue is having a strategy up our sleeves to support us with that drop in terms of, well, what are the things people are buying during that period? That is a game changer, quite frankly. (laughs) When I first started out in business, I just thought the moment I had like one of my big, crazy, incredible months, that that would then be my norm. I was like, now I have flexed that muscle. All I need to do is continue doing that and I will continue to see the same revenue month to month. Now, of course, to a certain extent, I wasn't far wrong because I have recurring payment plans in the majority of my packages, which means to a certain extent, and obviously that's what gives me my business security, I can plan far ahead because I do know to a certain extent the amount of revenue that is coming into my business. And on the other hand, have I always seen as many people sign up in, let's say, July as I have done in January? No. January, there is always a surge of inquiries in the same way that there always is in September. I can like put my money on the table and say that for a fact. I know that those two months will be, I don't like to use the word busy, but let's say an in-demand months for my services. And I love it. And I'm here for it. And again, it's about strategizing to ensure that I'm prepared for that. You know, it also means months like August. Again, you know, there are a lot of people who want to be working with you in September who you can be speaking to and nurturing during that period. So you are front of mind when it comes to who they decide they want to work with in September. So Yes, look at it quarterly, partly to support your mindset. And secondly, so you can think about, well, what can I be selling during that period? So for example, another thing we can see sometimes is that late November, early December, as you know, particularly, for example, if you are somebody who supports mums, You may find that a lot of those mums, and I hate to kind of stereotype here, but from my own lived experience, I do tend to find in my experience and for a lot of my friends and those closest to me, that we have very, very busy periods in December. We barely have space to come up and breathe, particularly with children my age, seven and nine. And so the idea of signing up to anything new, chances are the majority of us would say, let's put it off till January. And it's not unusual the clients I've supported to see that pattern playing out for them as well. Now it doesn't need to be that way if you have certain flexibility around how you create your offer suite. If you look for opportunities like for example Black Friday and how you could be packaging up say a bundle. A bundle which again when you think about it strategically could be the thing that makes it an easy decision for them to choose to come and buy something from you appreciate what it is to learn from you and be the first person already raising their hand to work with you come January so that you've basically got a wait list of people waiting to work with you in the new year before it's even come round, okay? This is all doable, but we can only have those kind of robust plans for selling if we've sat down and been realistic with ourselves, looking at the data from where we've had really easy sales, where we've seen any slumps and to think about what does that slump tell us? Does that slump tell us, ah oh, that was the time... I went on holiday and I stopped sharing content and actually I think it could just be down to us operationally. But where you've been consistent, and this is why being consistent really helps in business, because the more consistent you are, the easier it is to recognize nope, I was doing exactly the same thing, running exactly the same funnel, inviting people into exactly the same core offer, and there was a dip. So, what do we do with this dip? How do we strategize when to promote certain services? So, for example, over the summer, sometimes I will do discounts on, you know, usually you can only work with me one to one for three months. But in the summer, I will allow for a one month package, knowing that a lot of people have holidays booked, and they don't want to be working with me over a period when they know they're going to be away or busy with childcare. And so I make it possible for them to have that one month with me during a time where I tend to have less people signing up for one to ones. I mean, this hasn't been so much the case this year. But previous years, I'd have allowed for more of those kind of packages, because it enabled me to one, generate revenue, and two, the majority of those clients would then say, can I book in to work with you from September onwards? Okay, so looking ahead allows us to look at the data, well, looking ahead and looking backwards, you know, looking at the data and learning what it tells us allows you to actually make a plan of what you are going to be promoting over that period. For example, if you have an in-person event in the new year, like I do in January, I tend to promote that from the beginning of November to towards the end because I know that that again is going to be a nice revenue injection for an event in January, which, you know, if I try and promote it in December, nobody's going to learn about it. So thinking ahead allows us falling into any trouble because the last thing you want, for example, would be to promote an event happening in January, only in December, and then question yourself later and think, did I not make good sales purely because one, people weren't seeing it and two, they didn't get the notice they needed to be able to book it in or they'd already booked something else. I have to admit with my own mastermind date, I've slightly made a bit of a whoopsie in that regard too, in that there were various other important industry events happening on that same date in London, funnily enough. So yeah, this is me being very honest because I think showing part of my journey is a valuable part of this podcast for you too. Now I left it quite late to promote it and it's been a harder thing to promote because of that. So when we plan ahead, we can ensure that we don't risk those kind of things coming up for us. So, yeah, think about surges and slumps and have a plan for them. So, one is having a promotional plan. Two is recognizing what is your nurture strategy. Are you tracking leads? Because honestly, at any time in your business where you're not seeing as many sales as you desire, You should have a list, a warm list of people that you know have either inquired with you recently and haven't converted, people who are engaging with all of your content, people who are lurking in your stories. And of course, you know, previous clients who may well want that accountability and support of working with you again. You know, just because they've worked with you once doesn't mean they won't benefit from working with you again. You should have a really good understanding of what's going on here. If you are creating content and you're not looking at the insights, if you are sending emails and not looking to see who is opening them and more importantly, who is clicking on the links, if you are having sales conversations and you are not putting a note in your diary to check back in with them, you are missing out on so many opportunities. When they say the fortune is in the follow-up, they are not lying. Again, this is an area where I'll raise my hands and admit that I have not been particularly good at this up until now. And it's something I've been more proactive with over the last month. Hello to anyone who's had me check in with you recently. And it's really, really, really important because actually... It's very easy to form a mental block around checking with people. It's not the same as sending a cold DM. I think it's really important to speak to that. I know a lot of people I work with have a real fear of being overly salesy, overly aggressive. But ultimately, you are a business and it's not really about being salesy. It's about making an invitation. And where you know these people are warm and a good fit and essentially just holding themselves back for whatever reason you know, if there's an area where they are not trusting themselves to make that decision to move forward. Honestly, the times that people have reached out to me with an invitation that's been a really good fit for me, I've been grateful because I am a busy human being and I do not have time to be following everyone I admire and everything they're offering. And it's the same for your ideal client too. Okay. So don't see it as an act of disservice. Remember that it is an act of service when you reach out to them. And it's just about knowing how, and this is why I share templates for these kind of things inside my programs, because I know it's not easy to know what it is that you need to say when you reach out to people. And so I try and make it easy for you. Okay. <laughs> and then finally, number three, and it's really simple. And I will credit Denise Duffel Thomas for this phrase, but it's making invitations. Okay. So it's not enough to know what you want to be selling month to month, like do not geek out <laughs> and have that all written down and then do nothing with it. Secondly, nurturing, nurturing isn't just, of course, about making invitations to offers. It's about just having relationships with your clients, you know, that can look like a various, well, your clients, your ex-clients, your prospective clients. It's about having, you know, a way of nurturing those relationships, whether that's regular Instagram DM conversations, whether that's having a free community, whether that's, you know, doing regular lives where people come in, whatever that looks like, it can look so different for everyone. And again, it's working out what feels best for you, what makes sense for your community, what can you commit to, what can you be consistent with? And when you've decided what that is, you know, choosing that. Obviously the final piece is about making invitations. And when I say make invitations again, it's not necessarily making invitations to work with you all the time. It's making invitations to a masterclass where you then pitch your offer. It's making invitations to your free training where you then invite them to book a call. It's understanding that the more invitations you make, the higher the likelihood that you're gonna make sales. And like I say, if the idea of making invitations feels scary because inviting people directly to your offer feels too much, which in some cases it may be. That lead may not be warm enough yet. And I don't like to talk in this language, but it does make it a lot easier. Now, I know we're talking about humans here, but if I started saying the humans who've known it, it would get very complicated. So just bear with me when I refer to people as leads. You know, I don't see anyone in my world as a lead. I see them as the person behind that. But you know, when we talk about invitations, it's going back to that list of yours, the unconverted leads, the previous clients, and then obviously creating ways for new people to be coming into your world all the time. I mean, I'm sharing this content under the assumption that you already are regularly posting on social media because that is just a (laughs) non-negotiable. If you're not getting visible, if you're not making it easy for people to discover you, then all the rest of this isn't going to be doing very much. But you know, the third piece is making invitations and, and figuring out, well, what can I be inviting people to? There will be certain times of the month where you'll perhaps be more aggressively pitching your main offer. But for the rest of the month, it's good to be in the habit of making invitations no matter what they are for. So thinking about what kind of amazing little morsel can I package up into a seven minute training that I can invite people to DM me for access to? What kind of 15 minute training can I do to have as a standalone funnel that when people ask, how can I work with you? What does it look like to work with you that I can steer them towards and they can then book in a call, whatever it's going to look like for you, but make sure you're making those invitations. Because again, one of the things I've commonly heard from clients who are perhaps early on in their journey and actually even later on when they occasionally will turn around to me and say, oh, I'm not seeing sales at the moment. When I ask them, well, what invitations have you made this week? the majority of times the answer is, oh, oh yeah. (laughs) So make sure you're doing all of those three things. So one, plan. Two, if someone hasn't converted immediately, that doesn't mean they're not going to convert eventually. The fortune is in the follow-up. Please nurture. So step number two, nurture. And three, make invitations it's not enough for people to know that you have an offer. It's not enough for people to be seeing your content regularly on whatever social media platform you're on. You need to be making invitations, which of course, once you've made those invitations, we go back to step two and you're nurturing. Okay. So when you take step one, plan, step two, nurture, step three, invite, you are going to be doing fabulously. And I almost feel I've done you a disservice there because perhaps it makes more sense in your head for me to say step one, plan, step two, invite, step three, nurture. There you go. As you can tell, these uh, podcasts are relatively ad-libbed, but do bear all of those three principles in mind. Like I say, please take yourself to a gorgeous cafe or a beautiful hotel lobby or a beautiful hotel room. Take that day off yourself and make those plans. Get all of this stuff down. Think about the kind of content you need to be creating so that you're constantly warming people up to whatever offer is coming up. And you, my friend, will have the most solid of final quarters setting you up for an amazing first quarter of the year as well, which, again, generally speaking, I tend to see is a time of year where people are loaded with motivation and ready and excited to work. So if there has never been a better time for you to sit down and map things out. And that is it, my friends. That is a wrap. And next week, I'm going to be coming back and talking to you about... The number one thing blocking regular sales in your business. It is going to be juicy. I cannot wait for it. In the meantime, I have a really exciting announcement, which I probably should have said earlier, but the oneacademy.co.uk is finally live. It is my digital home for all my free resources. You, my community, means so much to me and I'm so grateful for the wonderful DMs I receive from you and how much this podcast is supporting you to move forward in your business. I wanted to create an online community where we can connect better over everything from these podcast episodes to the regular free trainings I'm going to be sharing. Now, previously I was offering free monthly workshops. This is now morphing into on-demand free mini trainings which I will be dropping monthly, the majority of which come from inside my paid for programs which people are spending over a thousand pounds a month to be inside and generally committing to the minimum of four to ten months. So this stuff is needle moving stuff and that is the idea. The idea is to give you tools that will really help you attract consistent clients by Christmas. So Please do come and join me over in the oneacademy.co.uk. The link is below the show notes. In fact, the link is for the profitable program calculator, but you will find essentially it's housed within the One Academy. Once you've signed up for that, you will be in there, and it means you'll also be on an exclusive mailing list just for those who are inside the One Academy where you will be notified and there will be nothing else coming from that email except for updates as to when new tools have dropped and anything that's relevant to help you make the most of that space. This has been in the works for, oh, it has been in the works for over a year now. Sally from the portal has been helping me with it and I could not be more excited about it. It's still a work in progress. Your feedback is very much, very much welcome because we want to make it the best place on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing, but I'm so excited. Okay, cool. So hopefully, I'll see you over there on the oneacademy.co.uk. Please do come and hang out. Come over, say hi in circle. I would love to see your name, your face. And yeah, next week, I will be back with the one mistake that you are making that's preventing you from making more sales.